0: Welcome, innovators, educators, entrepreneurs, to episode five of season four of the Iowa Innovation Podcast. I'm Rob Merritt, and I am here once again with Anthony Betters.
1: How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing well. Your birthday's
0: coming up, isn't it?
1: My birthday is, I am turning, um, let's see, 25? (laughs) No, yeah, 32.
2: God, you're 25.
1: You're still so young. Wow. That's not what
0: my kids say. That's not what my kids say. Uh, well, I'm telling you, I am telling you. Trust me. Without me going into detail, <laughs> you are young. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is going to be a fun episode because uh, Anthony, you're you're actually serving. I mean, you're usually my co-host, but today you're you're kind of almost like a guest because we're going to be talking about something that you do every day right. uh, alongside our our two guests. Because we're talking about community partnerships and specifically how, well, not just how Nubico has. Uh, been developing those over the last year, but where we're going to go with them and some of the benefits we've been seeing from them as a result, and I'm really looking forward to picking the brains of all three of you because this has been a really exciting program. Yeah, yeah. Um, said I had brains.
2: And, the, hey, it's a, <laughs> no. and it's all win. these take, guys take know the one
0: another pretty well, so <laughs> I I uh, I'm just going to apologize in advance for uh, the 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 train wreck that may be to come here. <laughs> um, actually, no, I'm just kidding because the, no, all three of these guys uh, have been doing some really good work around this state uh, since this program started. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we just want to make a really quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first of all, Van Meter, who is our meter. presenting sponsor. Yes, we yeah. appreciate you. Uh, Van Meter does some some really really good stuff. Uh, you know, they are the presenting sponsor for season four. As a one hundred percent employee owned company, uh, innovation and community partnerships is really at the core of what it's Van what Meter do. does. Yeah, uh, yeah. and they're celebrating ninety five years in wow. business. Wow, has it been that long? It's crazy. 95. Yeah, wow. yeah, it, they're awesome. Uh, we also want to send a quick shout out to our uh media sponsor upload media group who uh once again and i cannot apologize for this enough is the reason why you're having to look at us this season in addition to just hearing us uh so hey how's everybody doing it's got the equipment
2: (laughs) so so rob i have a question for you have you have you talked yet about the hot dogs the hot dogs No, no. So what? you're making it sound like a uh, Sam's Club, like they like just going, yeah, exact, exactly. <laughs> so, so you know, Van Meter does a lot of things, but they do uh, electrical wires. They're big things, so, like construction projects. You like they have big reels of wire, and they rent out the reels. They rent out all this really cool things for construction, right? But the contractors will drive their trucks into the building at Van Meter, and they're met with hot dogs on Tuesdays and popcorn on oh, Thursdays, yeah, why and why like not? it's like a it's like a like people want to go to go pick up. The electrical wire, like it's that kind of thing. I, the, the customer experience is incredible. I I, I, I did not know that. <laughs> wow, No dogs!
0: I'm, I'm gonna go to Van Costco Meter for. for yeah. like, do <laughs> we need to deliver in. anything to Van Meter? Because I want to do
1: it if we are. <laughs> I, I mean, with Danielle being over there, we can just walk through the door. Walk, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. that I'm sure she'll give us a hot dog. It's popcorn. <laughs>
0: That sounds awesome. So, awesome. Uh, as you've probably figured out by now, uh, one of our guests is Mike Heaton, <laughs> the uh, director of development for New Co. and a uh, a veteran podcast guest slash host. You have your you have I'm your here. own show that you're on quite frequently. We
2: do. Yeah, I, I work down in Mount Pleasant and commute up here to Cedar Rapids, and we have a show called Mount Pleasant Live down there with the Southeast Iowa Union, which is oh. a subsidiary of the Gazette. And so we have a little uh, little morning show that we do, interview folks and things like that. But we always have a focus on new small businesses in our community. So uh, this is really exciting to have the same connection. You should get me on down there. We, we should. We should.
3: should get that, uh, get me on maybe with Ray and we'll talk about some of the- Absolutely. You should definitely
2: do that. Yeah. Alex that's is a great guest. We've,
0: we've already had Alex on once this season, uh, right. talking about our speaker series. Wait, you let was, him back? You let we, him come back? We let him come back. I said no, okay. but Rob <laughs> says, okay. that's okay. I've, yeah. got, I've
3: got a good agent. <laughs> okay. I understand, I
0: understand. Uh, <laughs> you know, So so Alex is the director of the, uh, the Iowa Startup Accelerator. Mm-hmm. And and is uh, and is also very involved with mentoring businesses business owners and uh, and that's a big reason why he's here today because he's been working with you guys uh in mentoring businesses as part of our community partnerships which we'll get into I actually uh I think that the whole community partnerships idea um how did that first How did that first come to be, that NuboCo was going to start partnering with communities around the state and bringing our programming there? Like, where did that idea come from?
1: Yeah, because that was before I initially got there, I believe, right? Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. It was
2: part of the reason you were hired, actually, Anthony. Um, Do you want me to field this one? Is that okay? No, absolutely. Uh, You know, we had a lot of interest from across the state of people looking at what we're doing here in Cedar Rapids and the success that we've had here in Cedar Rapids. I mean... Not to brag, but we're an award-winning nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We, we've got, I mean, we have a huge like shelves. Of humble all these, brag, humble brag. Mm-hmm. Of I, before I was there, so they all got them. <laughs> um, but of all these awards that Duboco's won over the last, uh, you know, ten years or so. And so we had all these economic development officers, They call them EDOs, economic development officials. These would be like your chamber directors, your regional economic development executive directors. Mm-hmm. Um, they would come to us and, and they'd do individually. They'd come over to New Boco and they'd do a tour of the building. They'd see the vault. They'd check out our cool little uh, our, our lab that we have where you can do 3D printing, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And they'd ask, how are you doing it in Cedar Rapids? How have you guys recovered so well and so fast since the floods in 08? What have you done? Uh, To make this all happen. And we sort of got tired of doing it over and over again, these tours. And we finally just said, hey, we're going to hold a big meeting with all anyone that wants to come. We invited all the EDOs across the state. And we had about 30 or 40 people that came right before our annual meeting right about this time, uh, two years ago. And we just listened. And we said, what do you guys need? We have have what we're really good at. Like we've we've honed in, we've gotten really good at, and we've asked them, what do you guys need in your communities? And let's see if there are any gaps that you have in what we call an entrepreneurial ecosystem. So, an ecosystem that supports entrepreneurs, helps them grow, et cetera. And we just started having those conversations, and, and that led to the Community Partners Program, which means that we're going out into these communities, we're working with their leadership, we're identifying what the gaps are in their ecosystem. And then we're helping to fill those gaps, yeah. essentially.
3: Yeah. And I would say it, the visibility of new Bocoa across the state's um, enhanced by the great work that Samantha Dalby does with the K-12 mm-hmm. education and teaching teachers how to teach technology. And that visibility has raised a lot of eyebrows. And that also sort of the, the honey that attracts the bees. I mean, they're right, coming right. here to see what we're doing, and um, they're excited. So yeah. it made... Um, natural sense for Nubo to start looking at ways that we could partner with those organizations, those communities.
1: For sure. Um, and so I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because that's just a testament of what community partnerships is about. And so, of course, we have the K-12 side, and then we have the entrepreneurship side, and then we also have innovation as well. Um, and so it's, it's pretty wild because before I got to New Boco uh, of course. Community Partners was just uh, an idea at the time, right? right. And then it actually came to fruition. But what I started to realize as I went out to all these other communities is that K twelve might have already been there in that community, or uh, Kiva, um, a program that we have that helps out underrepresented entrepreneurs, yeah, the, mic- the microloans, yeah yeah, 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 to get the. Um, uh, yeah, to basically access to uh, capital. Yeah, fifteen
3: thousand um, up to fifteen thousand, uh, no interest. Uh, right. microloans for qualified, and that's huge borrowers. No, no interest. That, that little bit of push is it might be just all a startup needs really to be successful and, and get going. So yeah, that's, that's cool, sure. and that's offered out of out of Nubo is uh, the house for for Iowa Kiva program with Caitlin Byers.
0: Now, right. was was Mount Pleasant the first community that
2: we officially partnered with? I would say formally. So we look at like what what Alex does. You look at what Caitlin does. You look at what what Samantha does with our K-12 program, with our Kiva program, and then with everything you do with the Iowa Startup Accelerator. We've been doing small things and big things in communities nearby. In Cedar Rapids, you can consider a community, and we partner with different neighborhoods. Iowa City, we've been working, and you've been working out of for quite a while now. Um, But in terms of a formal sense, uh, we saw this need to get out. We also realized out, out of the corridor, if you will and a demand for it, we also realized we didn't necessarily have the resources just hire somebody new and go do it, right? We need to be able to figure out a way to fund it. Mm-hmm. And so we we actually got support from the IEDA, the Iowa Economic Development Authority, who provided a grant to us that allowed us to, to bring on the great Anthony Betters to our organization. the oh, great. The great, um, who took over as our community manager, our community partners manager. Is that your official title? I want to make sure I got community it Community right. engagement manager. Community, you think I Close would know enough. this. I, <laughs> I helped hire you, you know. But the community engagement manager, and that's, how we sort of began. Uh, the, part of that funding went toward Mount Pleasant Partnership. Uh, we did some tech stuff up in, in Mason City and some uh, some training with our Delta V 101s in Mason City. And since then, it's just expanded to other communities as we've gone. And so so let, let's start with that first, you know, when, when we went to Mount Pleasant and we
0: said, hey, we're going to have a community partnership. So what was the first step when you say, all right, we're partnered with you now? So we're going to bring this program in. Like, what was the first program that we brought to Mount Pleasant? And then how did we grow it from there? Ooh, good
1: question. Yeah, so I would say the first step was actually gathering those community leaders uh, and sitting down with them to actually help problem solve uh, what they deemed was a lack in their ecosystem. And what if they looked at NuboCo to say, hey, like, Nuevo Code is that beacon of help, um, and they can come help revitalize our community. And so, so and when, that, when you say uh, what's lacking in the ecosystem, yes, what, what do you mean by that? For sure. And so, if they need um, a, a push in entrepreneurship, or if they do need that, um, uh, let's say like that STEM education or some K twelve education to maybe trickle in to adults and build up their tech economy, and so different programs like that um, that help push the innovation. Um, and if you are a community that might be a little stagnant, hit us up, we'll problem solve. Um, we definitely are here to collaborate with any community that will love to collaborate with us. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, and so the first step, meeting everybody there um, who wants to create that change and then trying to implement that um, forth and give them that push because, of course, we're going to be there in those communities but we want to back off a little bit and let them do their own thing, because they, they, they know their community better than we do. Right. So
2: I think that's the, it's critical to know, because if you don't listen first and don't understand what the community needs, then, then we're just repeating stuff and, and it's not valuable to that community, right? And mm-hmm. so to, to your question, that was number one is listen. And what they found in Mount Pleasant was that we lacked good tech education. And we lacked, really, the entrepreneurial community that you see in a lot of vibrant places. And so we started that. We started doing Delta V 101s in Mount Pleasant, I think, in our first year. Not even that, the first six months with the partnership. Uh, We brought in Craig Barkley to come and do a handful of trainings with us. Yeah, Delta V, the computer programming Yep. education Yep, for adults. Really introductory level yeah. type stuff. It's a boot camp. Yeah, the Code 101 day-long program. Yeah. Yep. yeah, one of our episodes this, this season I know is all about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have done that one yet. I should know by now. I've been listening to episodes, but I don't think I've heard that one yet, so I, I need to catch up a little bit. But uh, but that's it. So we did that, and then we did uh, sort of entrepreneurial networking. So in here in Cedar Rapids, we have One Million Cups, uh, that's a that's a big program. You can go to it every every Wednesday morning at nine a.m. eight o'clock if you want to socialize a little bit, and you hear a presenter from from the entrepreneurial community here in Cedar Rapids present, and they get some Q and A, and it just creates that culture of support that entrepreneurs need to be successful, right? And we didn't have that in Mount Pleasant. We didn't have that culture of of try things new, start a business. It's okay to start a business. It's okay to take a risk. Uh, in rural communities, often you you get the opposite. It's not okay to take a risk. It's too risky back off kind of thing and our goal was to change that and so we started with a version of one minute cups our own version uh, where we started meeting regularly and bringing entrepreneurs regularly every single week to just get to know each other and create a community of support so they felt they felt supported and valued as entrepreneurs
0: We were talking, uh, actually, on the last episode that Alex was on, we were talking about imposter syndrome and how that's an issue. In -hmm. in smaller communities, when you run into what you're talking about where they're like, oh, we don't want to take a risk. We're not sure that we want to try this. Is that because of imposter syndrome or is it more just because we're like, hey, this has always worked. We don't want to mess with a system that's always worked. Like what's the big obstacle you run into when you're trying to convince people to make a change?
2: Hmm. Anonymity, lack thereof. Hmm. In small towns, everybody Hmm. knows you. So you really can't fail as easy. Like in a city, you start a restaurant and you close the restaurant after six months. You have your friends and family and a handful of people know you. They know you know your history and they feel bad for you, right? But they are people that love you and care about you, right? Everyone else doesn't really know the owner of the restaurant that opened and closed. And restaurants open and close all the time here in Cedar Rapids. That's part of the, the just cycle of, of, of business, right? In a small town like Mount Pleasant or uh, even Anamosa or even North Liberty for that matter, even though it's growing so fast there's still this culture of people that know you, they know who you are. And when you do fail, which I don't consider failure a bad thing. I think you have to fail to, mm-hmm. to learn and grow. But when you do, it's so much more impactful on your life. We had a, we had a story of a, of, of a guy up, I think it was in Northeastern Iowa, started a coffee shop and it, and it failed eventually. Right. And he was looking at moving after that happened because things were so bad. He got asked to to, to leave his his church's uh, uh, parish board because he had been the treasurer there, and people were like, "Well, if you can't keep a coffee shop open, are you sure you should be able to yeah. count the dollars <coughs> at a wow. you know you know what I mean like this that without that anonymity, it's it's a lot harder to hide failure. Yeah, and people are constantly talking about uh, yeah. I hadn't even thought about I that. But also that's a really good point.
3: Interject <laughs> that one of the things I'm I'm finding in these communities. And Mike pointed it out when I first started visiting Mount Pleasant, is there's a degree of education that we can provide as NuboCo as we start partnering with these folks. And the example that came up was um, just mentioning the word entrepreneurship. Yeah, and the first thing they'll think of is mark zuckerberg or bill gates yeah. elon, or musk, elon musk right. exactly and they're like oh, we don't want that in this town we don't want that we don't know anything about high tech which is intimidating as it is and we don't want these huge corporations to take over and and there's a sort of bad taste in the mouth and when you say entrepreneurship that's the first place they go and a, a simple example of how we just sort of reframe that and say well does your spouse sell bread at the, the local farmers market? Said, oh yeah, I said. Well, that's being an entrepreneur, your business startup. Oh, I guess so. And so, spending some time working with these communities, taking the fear, um, in addition to a degree of imposter syndrome, but taking the fear out of starting a business. Saying, you know, entrepreneurship is is really solving problems, and in this case, monetizing the way you solve problems if it's an, if it's right. for profit. Alex, yeah, I can can yes, you talk a
0: little bit more about uh, what your contributions to the community partnerships have been as far as, you know, you're you're really good at mentoring individual entrepreneurs, business owners, but when you're going into a community like this and you're facing the challenges that you're talking about, um, what kinds of
3: success stories have you seen and, and how have you approached those in order to make that happen? Yeah, the first part is I, I try not to impose myself. I like to be invited to the party. So partnering with, the economic development people in those communities or the chamber of commerce letting them introducing myself and letting them know i am available to help and i am a free resource to any startups free free, free as of uh, you know, New Bell Co. is funded in part by the oh, Iowa Department. Free,
2: free because of Anthony and I raising money right. <laughs> for the program from outside sources. But yeah, that's free, right. free to the entrepreneur. I'm not going yeah, yeah. <laughs> to I'm not going to, I'm not
3: going to charge. But letting them know that I'm available, and if there are startups I can meet with, please make that introduction. And when I get invited by their local chamber, or when I'm introduced by somebody in that community that breaks down a huge barrier because there's a matter of trust with those economic development people in those chambers of commerce. And if they're going to introduce me to Alex, he must not be that bad of a guy. And honest to God, all I do is go in and and make friends. I'm not there imposing Cedar Rapids on them or Iowa City on them or myself on them or Nubo on them. I'm here saying, hey, I understand you're starting a business. What challenges are you facing? What are some of the opportunities that you can celebrate? Well, and then just getting into a dialogue on uh, really what needs do you have that I might be able to help you solve here in your community or have you thought about this? And simply having that conversation and helping them identify and prioritize the things that they could work on to accelerate their growth in the the least or the, in the most cost-effective way or the least expensive way.
2: Alex is our, our silo breaker, I call him. No, yeah, oh, seriously. Because we all live in silos, right, mm-hmm. in, our, in our little small towns in southeast Iowa, and Alex goes to all the towns and then connects them to each other Right. and has been doing a really good job of like, oh, I heard about him over here and you he, he have this person over here doing this stuff. And honestly, I don't think half of us knew those resources existed until Alex starts to bring them together and, and make sure we're all aware of them from yes. town to
1: town. And if you know what a Rolodex is, <laughs> is, is deep. It's jam-packed full of cards. And that so is Alex is always coming back talking about – um, somebody new that he met, and then of course you do a great job of uh, introducing us to those individuals to expand their relationship. So you know, Anthony, definitely appreciate that.
0: If you don't want people to think that you're old, making references to Rolodexes R- is hey. <laughs> the way to go.
1: <laughs> so one thing that you that you all know about Alex, or oh, actually you don't know about Alex, is that he he has like a not a, a lot of analogies, like funny analogies that he says. But I remember when I first came on at NuboCo. That's one thing that you said, is that like, hey, I have a lot like in my Rolodex. And I'll never forget that. Did uh, you know what a Rolodex was true. before that? I actually had to go Google it and see. Did you it. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. I knew what it was because, yeah, uh, from my from my parents. But yeah, yeah. Well, because they're, they're old. No, I'm just kidding. Not. So
0: you guys, I mean, you were you were there at the beginning when the when the ideas for these for this community partnership was first forming. So talk a little bit about how you then brought Anthony into the team, like how you identified a need for his role. And then from there,
2: how that that role went into execution. Anthony applied for a different job at New he did uh, it was in the fundraising side and yeah. I, i'm not allowed to talk about hr stuff i'm sure but i'm gonna anyway <laughs> hey everybody uh sorry jill um but the reality is we all interviewed him he left the interview and it was like a grant writer position and we just had another person come in with an english degree no we hired her yeah and you, you you had experience in sales for sure, sure true but in terms of writing and stuff and then we just we the other person just been in was incredible And then Anthony walks in and interviews and we're just, we all look at each other after he leaves and we're like, what, but, but the other, what, how do we, how do we keep him here? We want to make sure we can hire him, And, but he just, it wasn't the right fit, the grant job, but it just so happened that right about that moment, we learned that we got this grant from the IEDA that we had written in a new position to. And it to us, after listening to Anthony, like just sell himself in the interview, hum, humble brag on your part. Hey, yeah, but sure. you had to in that <laughs> in that in that circumstance. Right. True. Uh, and we were just like, we can't we can't let this guy go. We got to figure out a way to get him on our team because some people just relate really well. We talk about Alex relating really well to people you do too Rob. We have a great team at New Boco and we just knew he'd be the perfect fit for that. And then we started looking at it in context of this new position with community engagement. And we're like he he like oozes community engagement, right? <laughs> it just fits his who he is as a human being and so we just we just we swung and, and we got it. We got lucky. We we just totally threw a different job at him that he didn't apply for. Hey. And we got pretty fortunate to hire him. Uh, one thing that I noticed at New Co- was that they will definitely hype you up.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you hype me up so hard right there. But I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's it. true, you've earned everything. No, it, but you've I appreciate it. Bit. Yeah. So I remember I remember the whole interview process and Uh, just being blessed to be with Nuboco because I came from being an entrepreneur in a sense um, in the healthcare world, uh, but I do love the community that I'm in, um, and I love kids as well, and so it encompassed everything um, that I wanted in a job, and just to be able to help people uh, flourish, I'll say flourish, flourish flourish. Uh, flourish in their communities um, is something that's exciting too, Just to sit down with people who actually care about the community and want it to grow, um, and try to figure out their problems. And like we always say, come in is that we don't know, we don't have all the answers, right. Right. Um, but we definitely want to see how we can help you. Um, and just from where it was when I first started with zero and now we have four communities and that all takes time to, um, like for money and, um, getting the, the kinks out and making sure everything rolls through perfect is something that's, that's truly amazing. And I'm happy to be a part of it as well uh, but one question for both of you all is what is your favorite memory or story that you have about community partners? Ooh, good question. You know I I, I don't really uh, have a
3: favorite per se but I think recently I've had some really good success in, in Fairfield working with four now five startup organizations that have found out about me through their economic development person Josh yes. Larrabee who just left for uh, community out in the Des Moines area, Altoona, maybe. Anyway, he introduced me to one entrepreneur who introduced me to another entrepreneur. And, and um, we have started a founder's luncheon now, and we've got five people attending. Bring in a guest speaker in this, this month. We're bringing in Kelly Prickett, who works through the Indian Hills Economic Development yes. uh, SBDC office, and she does um, works through several counties as well. But starting to help build that ecosystem in Fairfield, where these entrepreneurs are helping support other entrepreneurs, and um, to me, that is is. That's what I do, and it's just fun to see it succeed. And it's it's really simple thing. It's just inviting people to lunch and break bread, but they're breaking bread and swapping more stories and, and mm-hmm. realizing that they're not alone. And we talked about the imposter syndrome actually in that last podcast uh, that we've talked about. But even today, um, they realize they're not alone. And I wouldn't say it's a favorite story. I would just say that it's just a success story. That's mm-hmm. a good example of bringing these entrepreneurs out of the woodwork that didn't know they existed and they're yet they're in the same small community um it's kind of cool
2: yeah for sure i I think my favorite story is two different ones that are hand in hand one was uh just bringing a couple of our of our entrepreneurs up to entrefest this last year and they got to experience it for the first time not realizing it was just 45 minutes down the road for the last you know 10 years it's been and or more than that i guess i can't remember 15 years old i think after fist is i can't remember how old 15 years is it 15 and uh so that there was that aspect of it like them being introduced these new concepts being able to experience what we've been experiencing for a while which is, is this excitement around building the business and that people can it's not just reserved for the elite right or the uh the people that can start a manufacturing plant or whatever and so that, that was really fun to see them sort of light up and think, I could do this. I could do this with my own two hands, you know, and build this out. The other side of it, though, was bringing David Tominski down to Mount Pleasant. Um, and then since I live down there, we have a little cabin down on the Skunk River. and It is called the Skunk River. Those Iowa State graduates later listen to us, they know the skunk. We're in the the far stinkier side downriver <laughs> with all the hog uh, manure going into it Um, down in Southeast Iowa. <laughs> Love the skunk though, but it's a little fishing shack we have with like a, a deer head on the wall and a bunch of other hunting stuff, you know, and bringing David down to there and sitting out on our little back porch, the river go by. And you know, he's a, he's a Boston guy. He's a Massachusetts guy. Right. So he came there to Cedar Rapids and then take him way out into the boondocks and being like, just get now. Enjoy, enjoy <laughs> the moment. This is what we have to offer, and there's a value in this as well. In addition to all the really cool music festivals and stuff that you guys do up here all the time, so and all the plays that you guys are in, and so it was nice to be able to introduce that. I'm sure he's experienced that before, but it just reminded me that we all have a lot to offer each other, um, whether or not it's the quiet river going by, or if it's it's an incredible play, or if it's a fantastic retreat with. All kinds of lessons to learn about entrepreneurship. Yeah, we have we have a lot to offer, and oh, if we share that experience, we're gonna it's gonna be very valuable. You reminded
3: me of Entrefest too. That is also one of the more rewarding things is is attending Entrefest and seeing some of the startups that I've worked with from different corners of the state of Iowa, from coast to yes. coast, right, Missouri yes. to the Mississippi, and all of a sudden you turn around and you see two different entrepreneurs from two different spaces of Iowa, and they're yakking along like they were you know (laughs) brothers or sisters or brother and sister whatever they just uh they get along really well and it's like all right the collision of two worlds (laughs) and it it sort of demonstrates the footprint and the impact that Nubo has on a state basis
0: right so you know kind of uh we're 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 what two years now into this community partnership program right about that so what's uh what's what's Where's it going? Like, what what are your plans for further expansion from here? <laughs>
2: I mean, I'll, we'll point you to the leader here. He's the one that's been doing the expanding in so many ways. What do you got Yeah, here?
1: and so right now we are working. Um, so I guess we already have the one solidified Mount Pleasant. We have Council Bluff solidified. Um, and then, well, actually, you can say Mount Pleasant is just the south...
2: Southeast, Southeast Iowa. Yeah, Southeast
1: yep. Iowa. I don't want to mess that one up, which is expanded on uh, your due diligence, Alex, right. be able to create those relationships out there. And so somewhat at the, at this point, uh, I know we're kind of talking to Carol, but we also are kind of trying to figure out what can we do better to make it easier for those communities uh, to want to collaborate with us as well. And so um, on the table... I'll go back to it as well. I know I'm kind of rambling no, a little you, bit. I know where you're going. I know. Where but you're going. with South, uh, but with Sioux City though, that is one community that I actually had the opportunity to drive four hours uh, in a car with Alex. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I still got to teach you how to drive a step hey.
1: shift. That was that created a different relationship for us, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and I do love your selection music. But being able to go down there and talk to Sioux City and be able to understand what exactly they need and then come back home um, to Cedar Rapids, which is crazy. to call Cedar Rapids home when I'm from Texas. Yes. We're, uh, we but we're I'm slowly
2: be- <laughs> see this. I don't know if you're on video or not, but home, Iowa. It's, yes. There you go. I'm here. I'm <laughs> here. getting to them, our little, yeah. But then being able to sit down
1: and talk to the team, and let them know of what everything that we just experienced in that community and what exactly they want. Um, and so that was a question I was kinda gonna allude to with you, Mike, is how is your role as director of development important in the community partnership?
2: Well, I think that's 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 what the driving force behind the community partners right now is, is, is funding. Uh, especially a lot of our regions that are struggling with economic development, the ones that truly need support, uh, also don't have the funds to be able to pay an outside group to come in and try to fill those ecosystem gaps. Right. And so one of the key pieces that, that I'm always looking at that Anthony helps with is, is how do we find the funding we need that they need and we need to be able to do the programming that's necessary to, to rebuild an ecosystem. And we've been fortunate we've had, we've had the state of Iowa has done a great job in recognizing that entrepreneurship is a priority. And they've gotten a lot of funding. So we started it with an IEDA grant. Um, but we've also gotten federal grants. The SBA, uh, Small Business Administration, recently awarded us $150,000 to help uh, sort of expand our, what they call a, a growth accelerator process, a growth accelerator fund, um, which goes into some of the language that, that Alex has been involved with for a long time is, is acceleration, helping businesses scale and, and grow. Um, but we, we took it a little differently. We took it with the community partners approach. And they gave us the funds to be able to expand regionally in Southeast Iowa, what we we're already doing to help these small businesses and startups get going. But we also used it as matching dollars as well for Sioux City and Council Bluffs that they're currently um, helping to. They're currently using as to, as incentive for their local funders to match, and so we can provide programming. So it's looking for opportunities like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and that's very crucial uh, for the overall of what Community Partners is. But then Alex. We talked to you a couple episodes ago uh, about the Business Startup Speaker Series. Mm-hmm. And I know that with the community partnership is that we want to implement different programs, uh, but also innovative ideas and, and inject them into those community. Uh, could you kind of talk about not just the Business Startup Speaker Series, about other programs sure. that Duboco has sure. that's helped specific. Uh, communities. Well, and I know we've already talked a little bit about the K-12
3: technical education that we are able to bring into communities if they don't already have it. Right. Um, but we're uh, in the process of integrating a form of the startup speaker series in mm-hmm. some of these communities. And they're all tailored locally because um, every community has different startup needs. And we try to use whenever absolutely possible community resources to, to help facilitate and um, conduct those programs. I don't want this to be a Cedar Rapids program or an Iowa City program or a Des Moines program. It's got to be done and developed locally. Teach as I say, teach a man to fish. Don't give a man a fish, teach a man to fish, whatever that is. That's time. an analogy I was it talking about. One of those analogies. Um, <laughs> I know right now we're uh, in the process of planning a, a southeast Iowa nine-county um, pitch competition for uh, that will be in conjunction with the, the Old Threshers event down in Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. but it will cover nine counties where startup businesses within those nine counties can apply to the pitch competition. So think Shark Tank. I'm anticipating anywhere between 50 to 75 applications. We'll whittle it down to 10. Those 10s will have a pitch off, and then we'll whittle it down to a final five, and they'll pitch at the Old Thresher's uh, reunion, and um, the winner hopefully will get money, and the money comes from sponsorship, and the sponsorship is from the due diligence that Mike does and the due diligence that you do. But here's an opportunity for businesses to support um, the ecosystem and entrepreneurship, and in this case, uh, economic development through building our own businesses. And I know there's several businesses and organizations that want to support entrepreneurialism and s- support those startups. Um, other things that we, you know. I guess- hold on, I,
2: just, I just want to say shout out to Alex for, for promoting, donating to... Uh- to our causes here, because that's great with sponsorship. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well I mean he's been trained well. So. We're well, we're we're <laughs> well, not
3: we're a nonprofit. And yeah, yeah. and the other thing I do is I'll introduce these communities to Kiva. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. statewide program through New that is a micro lending organization. And many of these communities don't even know Kiva exists. If you need funding to start your business, you go to the bank. And a lot of these folks either can't qualify or they don't have the business plan or their credit isn't good there are a lot of reasons that prohibit people from getting small business loans kiva makes it a little bit easier for qualified investors to get up to fifteen thousand zero 000 interest as i mentioned before and um introducing those resources are really 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 critical to the right. community and that's one of the things i do and then ongoing mentoring and coaching i i really enjoy meeting new businesses and and uh, anything from a uh, st- stock cropper to um, some ag tech stuff that's going on out there. Just really cool stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of programs, the community, I mean, that's one of the reasons why the Delta V Code 101s are so great because a lot of those smaller communities, they don't have the resources to have a coding training program located in their community. Right. But we're able to bring one right to them and show them what's possible, which I think is fantastic. And I know that we've done a number of those Code 101s uh, in other communities. So, Let's just say hypothetically, there's another community that's listening to this podcast and is like, "This sounds really cool." Let's just—I don't know—not put them on the spot. Let's say Marshalltown, Iowa, is listening sure. to this, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, maybe we should maybe partner with them."
2: Have you done some market research on our podcast listeners and I seen? I may a have lived dot, in Marshalltown, Marshalltown for like okay. six years, and That'll I know it pretty it.
0: well. And so let's so let's so if a community like Marshalltown or any other community in Iowa, decides that this is something they might be interested in doing. So who is it that makes that connection? Is it the Chamber of Commerce in town? Is it the mayor of the city council? Like, Who do you talk to in order to start that partnership conversation?
1: Hmm. Yeah, to start the partnership conversation with Nuboco.
0: Yeah, like like, like, like yeah, who's who's the, who's the basically leading the charge on the community side?
1: Yeah, so they can definitely get a hold of me or anybody. It's definitely a team effort. Uh, but they can get a hold of me at anthonyandnubo.co, or they can go to our lovely website at nubo.co, and there's a community partnership uh, tab that they can click on and be able to look at all the communities that we've uh, been able to reach, uh, just so they can get a grasp of, of what it is that we're actually doing to see to see if it's applicable to their community, um, they can give us a call or anything like that. I don't know if you guys think of anything else that they can.
2: I, well, I look get a at it of. like who is doing the call, right? Uh-huh. And, and that's the part that I find really fascinating. is we've heard from a lot of people that have reached out to you, to me, to Alex. Right. There's been like mayors have reached yep. out to us. There's been economic development officers, true. Right? You know, that have gone to our website and done the whole thing you just talked about. But we've also had businesses. One of my favorite group that is really interested in our work is is Wells Blue Bunny yes. from you know Lamar's, ice Iowa. Cream. Oh, ice yeah. Cream. But see, they're 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 a business that's looking at pivoting in twenty twenty three, right? Like how do you how do you stay ahead of the game? They're one of the best ice cream makers in the game. But you get that way because you always are on the front edge of the industry. People don't think ice cream changes, but it does. Distribution changes. How you make it changes. You have to have different technology to produce it. And what they're finding in, in Lamar's is they need more uh, developers, more right. more tech professionals, right? And so one of their big things is how do we get a Delta V bootcamp or K twelve tech education to our region so we can create a pipeline for people to be able to to enable us to pivot as a as a as a business, right? Is how they're thinking, and so they've done exactly what you said. They, right. They've reached out via our website. They've reached out via email. And they've taken the lead in connecting us uh, uh, with Sioux City as well, although we've been connected to Sioux City for a while anyway. But True. So there's lots of ways for people to connect through that, that process. So I think it's really neat. And, and I'll do some work with
3: the um, SBDC, Small Business Development uh, Corporations, and the various community colleges or the SBA people. And then I reach out to the economic development people, just introducing myself and letting them know what I do f- with entrepreneurs and, and inviting them to introduce me to their startups in those communities, what invariably happens is those people will then talk to their chamber people or talk to somebody in town, a local champion, who will in turn reach out and call Mike or Anthony just to say, hey, we heard from Alex that you might be able to help a small business. Can you come down and tell us about K-12? Or can you connect us with the people who do um, computer programming or entrepreneurship? And... So it, just being out and being public and being vi- you know visible attending the Prometheus awards which i believe are uh, Thursday night this week um, and people see us so the people find us from all sorts of uh, avenues that you just don't under, uh, don't don't appreciate until they call it's like how did you hear about us
1: yeah and and that's one thing that Nuboko definitely takes pride in is um, not having to have all of the, the glory, right? And so it's the greater good of what Nubico is doing um, and of being a nonprofit and injecting its ideas to help help other people is something that I feel like people uh, that might not understand about eco ecodiv- eco-development and innovation might just miss and might just be coasting. And so NuboCo is doing a lot of great things um, in Iowa, and we pride ourselves on um, the big ideas here in Iowa. Um, and community partnership is definitely one of those huge ideas that we can see expanding further and further and further. Um, but it's not just what NuboCo does, but it's also what the community and those individuals that are in that community want that want with it in the sense of innovation and, um, being a stronger community, um, and be able to keep people in those communities too. And, and that's, and that's the major thing. And so I, I can talk about one story in particular, council Bluffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, it's a big ups to them, Nikki, um, Nikki Ferguson, Nick, Nikki Ferguson. economic she's great, development. She's yes. Fantastic. And Paula out there as well, is that they had the big idea of having an innovation center. So it, Drink to that. Every time I say innovation center, you gotta drink, drink yeah. some water. Yeah, drink, hey, some, water, drink some water. Center, drink some water. It's a thing. Water. It's a thing. I really gotta do it. Yeah, now. but, but made, it's a joke. <laughs> if we made a drinking game, at
0: any time anyone says innovation <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast, oh geez, no one, no one yeah, yeah, that would be no bad. one would make yeah. it. That would be bad. And you're not, you're
2: not making fun of council bluffs in this context. What we've no. learned is that people are trying to replicate the vault. Yes, are replicating geometric building that we work out of. And that's really an innovation center. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in Des Moines. We've seen it. And we're trying to do it in Mount Pleasant. You see it in Sioux City. You see it now in Council Bluffs. They're trying to build these spaces that grow community and grow innovation and entrepreneurship right. in a single space because it's connecting people constantly to mm-hmm. do that. So it, it's, it's, not, it's a joke, but it's also like really important to create those spaces for our entrepreneurs. So that's really, Right. Yeah.
1: No, and, yeah. and another cool part about it is that Council Bluffs didn't have... A um, co working space at all. And you would think, out of, I think it's like 60,000 or so people, yeah. that they would have had an innovation center. Um, and so it's a pretty cool testament to Nubico coming in and sparking that idea. And now it's actually coming to life. Um, it's something that a lot of people don't see on the back end, they see what is there, but there's a lot of work being done on the other end from people in the community, but also. NuboCo as well. So, yeah, you've, been, you've been in this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say in the last two weeks, we've had two
3: or three conversations with Council Bluff sending entrepreneurs to us, uh, both yeah. for Kiva uh, loans. And um, there was a, a startup that's doing musical therapy for elderly who are suffering some uh, mental deficiencies as they age, Alzheimer's and, and memory loss. And he's trying to build a business out there. And Nikki referred him to us, Nikki Ferguson, then economic development. And so it's really neat to see that partnership. And I think we have two Kiva borrowers in that area as well. Mm So great partnership starting there. And that's great, you know, testament to what we do. Well, I'll I'll throw this question to the three of you uh, kind of a way to
0: bring this whole thing home. Um, I mean, the two of you saw this program grow from an idea to uh, a very thriving program that's happening throughout the state. And, Anthony, you've been in this role for... uh,
1: Like a year, a year and a couple months.
0: Yeah. And so why do you love what you do?
1: Yeah. And so like I alluded to is is more so the help. Um, I love personally helping people. And like I said before, like I love kids and seeing them thrive and having... um, their expansion of their mind with like our K 12 program. Um, and for even us to in, inject something here in Cedar Rapids, like with the Coder Dojo that we have that that focuses on more so K through five, but we have like drones, we have robots, we have like an hour of code and put that in a community um, that might be underrepresented that can't come over to the Geometric Building, but that is a form of community partnership in helping a part of an area that, uh, that that basically might need that help. And so being able to just problem solve and sit down with people of the community um, and know that there are people that care about their community is something that I, that I think that I, I love kind of talking to but also seeing the end results um, and knowing that we helped, but those individuals in that community put that hard work in to bring their idea to life Um, And now it's a staple in that community that they can say, hey, yes, now this is what we needed for our community to thrive, and we just got to keep moving forward from there. And so that's kind of a lot encompassed, but it is ultimately around just the good deed of what Co is doing um, and how the idea of community partnership became, yeah, just a little – well, on a ba- on the back of a bar napkin is what Alex yeah. would say. it's <laughs> uh, this uh, analogies. This, yeah, it's this cool idea now, and um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we a couple of
3: podcasts ago I t- talked a little bit about the joy that a parent sees when they teach their kids how to ride a bike, and mm-hmm. the kid gets a two and their face gets all lit up, and um, that's kind of the micro level of of working with entrepreneurs on on a one on one basis. But when I start thinking about the community partnership. Uh, I get that same amount of joy more on a macro level when I see these ecosystems, entrepreneur ecosystems really start to thrive and you start building these micro communities of five and six and seven and eight startups. And they have resources that start to evolve from just being a a friendly neighbor to a team of people who can help these startup startups develop economically for their local communities and, and the, the sort of the yes, you can do this. And when they start doing it, there is a, an energy level that comes from entrepreneurship and seeing that energy level expand across the state is extraordinarily rewarding. And it's, it's easy to be part of an organization that helps lead some of that opportunity where they don't think it's there, but boy, with a little bit of scratching and itching, you can start to expose the great opportunities that, that are there locally.
0: And Mike, you have a unique perspective because you're a member of this team, but you also live in Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. which, is, uh, which is one of our partners. So how has it been from your perspective, kind of seeing the benefit from both sides?
2: I always like to say, uh, I don't know if you're a Doctor Who fan. I'm assuming you are, Of course I'm a Rob. Doctor Who <laughs> fan. I don't know if you guys are not. <laughs> but, but my second favorite doctor is Matt Smith, and he mm. always walks around saying bow ties are cool. <laughs> He he wears a bow tie. All the doctors change their their wardrobe, right, a little bit. I swear I'm going somewhere with this, I promise you. (laughs) Iowa is cool. And that's the problem, is people don't see Iowa as cool right now. We don't brag about it. We don't brag about it. And it got stagnant for a long time uh, in terms of our industry, in terms of our business. It got very heavy on manufacturing, very heavy on some industries and ag that just weren't innovating the way that others were innovating for a long time. And innovation attracts people, mm-hmm. you know? Cedar Rapids got innovative after the, the flood in 2008. They figured out a way to recover that wasn't just the the ho-hum stuff that we've been doing for a long time, and New Boco was a huge, huge part of that. And now Anthony lives here, <laughs> right? Because he yeah. looked at this community and was like, oh yeah, I can handle that, that looks good, that's a good community to go to, right, you know? Uh, we have people moving to Des Moines because the East Village is cool. It's a fun place. There's breweries, there's entertainment, there's all these things, but that comes on the back of this massive movement and intentional building of that community there around entrepreneurship and economic development, right? So there's a couple communities in in Iowa that started doing it and you're seeing that draw back to those towns mm-hmm. from outside and I feel like what we're doing with the, the community partners is we're spreading that love. We're making other towns cool, right. too, um, because we're helping them get back to the front. Yep. Iowa has always been on the front in terms of innovation. It, may, it was an ag for a long time because ag is incredibly innovative. You have to be in order to survive for so sure. many years and in the middle of the prairie, right? But ultimately, though, the, the world has changed. Tech has changed everything. And we got a little behind, especially in our rural communities, especially in our more remote, larger communities in Iowa. And I feel like we're changing that and we're making Iowa cool again and keeping our young adults here and attracting people like Anthony here. And that makes our state way, way, way better place to live.
3: We just uh, worked with a startup, uh, startup Weekend down in Iowa City and um, we connected a couple of entrepreneurs, one of whom lived in San Diego, heard about the Startup Weekend, Flew to Iowa on two days' yes. notice, met another person that had this similar business idea. He is now relocating to Des Moines wow. to develop this business idea, and I've got the privilege of working with him. And And um, just this morning, I talked to somebody who, uh, a couple who lives in Estes Park, are very seriously uh, considering returning to Iowa just because of the environment, the, the work ethic. Um, We have a lot of components that it takes to be really, really successful uh, as an entrepreneurial community. And uh, it's neat to be part of an organization that's helping build the infrastructure, uh, building the straw man, if I can uh, use that analogy, that supports the ecosystem uh, across the state of Iowa. So it
1: it is definitely important for the entrepreneurs as well and and definitely for people that want to move to Iowa, because I remember earlier we were talking about um, an Iowa company, an Iowa city that has, um, you're talking about the websites on the economic development. right? Could, yeah. you, could you explain a little bit about that? Roll
3: call. Um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Tim Carty. And, like,
1: talk about like why it's important too. Yep.
3: Well, he helps embed uh, technology into websites for chambers of commerce. Yep. That well, I, marry
0: I worked with Tim Carty for years. Wow, okay. Smart dude. Great yeah.
3: guy. Really good guy to work with. And it's a really cool company yeah. that he's And he's actually bringing this technology to communities outside of Iowa, but it's an Iowa-based company, and he helps match employment needs for chamber members through the Chamber of Commerce website or economic development websites to employment opportunities. So we were talking earlier about Van Meter. If they had job openings, they could post those through the chamber. So if I am looking at moving to Cedar Rapids and I can go and say, oh, gosh, look, they've got job openings over at Van Meter through that mechanism that roll call has, I can then be attracted to apply directly to Van Meter. So it's more than just come to the community, come to the community and get a
2: job right away. Oh, right. And Van Meter is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no other way to put it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they're, they're, they're uh, are presenting sponsoring. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 but they truly I, are. I, like they're, they're focused really on innovation and oh my gosh, they're incredible. So over
3: that's there. an example of, of an Iowa startup that is, has an impact and a footprint outside of the state of Iowa. So
2: it's, it's, Pretty,
3: it is pretty fun to be part of this. Yeah, For
0: sure. Well, okay, so f- so first off, uh, I know that we, we got into this a little bit before, but just to kind of kind of reiterate, there's a community out there that has heard this podcast and is like, hey, we want to know more about this or we want to talk about having a partnership. Uh, where do they go? What do they do? How can they learn more?
1: Yeah, so basically it's like a rewind because you got going back and I'll say <coughs> the same thing again. <laughs> but you can go to anthony.nubo.co. Um, Or you can go to Nubo.co website, so that is Nubo.co, and hit the Community Partnership tab and scroll down and you can see everything that we've been doing with Community Partners uh, to see if it's something that you would love to have in your community. And so if you're interested... Hit me up, or you can hit Mike up at Mike at
2: Nubo.co. Mike at newbo.com, Or yeah. you got
1: Alex at Alex at Nubo.co. That's right, A-L-E-X. And, and, and then a- you got Rob at Rob at <laughs> And there's a lot of great opportunities
0: uh, for sponsors, for people who want to mm-hmm. get involved in this and support
3: what we're doing. Yeah, we're a nonprofit, so, so, so we've uh, got that right. coming up, right? Mm-hmm. What's the uh, the nonprofit uh in at the end of November, right? Uh, right giving Tuesday. Giving oh. Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you,
2: Alex. Again. Wow. He's the doing best calling you can have for a development <laughs> <Yes>. person, right? <laughs> giving Tuesdays, you all know. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, in the next couple yeah. of days. Uh but Giving Tuesday is, is when everybody gives back. And and one of the beautiful things about giving to Nuboko is it, it's we call it we do a thing called train the trainer. When we go mm-hmm. out into these communities, our, our job isn't to go in there and do stuff for people. Our job is to do stuff so they <clears> learn how to do it. And that they can end up doing themselves and kick us out like that. That's right. the whole goal here, right? When it's all said and done. So when you talk about what Nuboco does and how your money gets used, think of it like that. You're not just giving money. That's going to go to somebody when they need it. If someone's hungry, feed them, right? Like that's part of some people's faith is some people, how they do charity work, right. that kind of stuff especially right. around the holidays. But ultimately we're into solving some of those problems. And we believe that economic development, entrepreneurship is one of those ways to, what, you, what was your analogy about teaching a man to It's fish? not my analogy. It's, my <laughs> well, yeah, it's an old one. It's yeah. an old
3: analogy where it, it's better to teach a man to fish so he can feed himself and his family for life right. rather than
2: give a man a fish, which means they can only eat for that meal. Right. Mm-hmm. And we definitely do the teaching. And uh, so if you would like to contribute to us, same page, newboco.co. Mm-hmm. There's a big old green donate button right at the top. I think it's green. We change it a lot. But um, go ahead and donate to whatever program you want to give to or just to us in general. And we will promise you, we will use that money really well to implement a lot of these programs we're doing across the state to make Iowa cool.
0: Well, thank you guys for coming in and talking about this program because it's it's been really you know just as a member of the team, it's been so cool to see it grow for the past couple of years. And and you know, and I I remember I went to Mount Pleasant right when we were launching. I think it was the very first community meeting mm-hmm. that we had, and and a bunch of us came down. And it's just it's great that we're having the opportunity to share these programs all over the state. And Anthony, you're doing just awesome work. And in, in the, the program's clearly growing uh, under your leadership. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's I've, I've always said, I really enjoy working for New Co. because you can clearly see the impact our programs are having. And the Community Partnership Program is a great example of that. So, uh, so thanks, guys, for coming on and talking about it and uh anthony i would normally ask hey man did you learn anything today but yeah. i feel like i'm the one who learned a lot today <laughs> just getting to just getting to hear from you guys about about what you're doing out there yeah so so thank you um so and once again you know we mentioned him a few times during this episode but huge thanks to van meter and meter, for van meter. Yes. us on this huge thanks to upload media group for, oh, uh, yeah. for putting these episodes together see for your us lovely faces and making, making the public see us yeah yeah logan's awesome and uh yeah it's it's if you'd like to learn more about our programming or if you'd like to donate to us as as Mike mentioned it's nubo.co and if uh, and, and there's lots of information about our community partnerships what we've done what we're gonna do there's just that's a great resource to check out but uh yeah I, I feel like uh, I, I I feel like we're doing good work in the world with this program we, we, I'm
1: really proud to be part yes, of this we definitely are and like Mike you keep alluding to this is Keep Iowa cool. Yeah. That definitely needs to be on a shirt because that, that reminds I mean, me. It of, is like negative
2: ten outside right now. Yeah, I like cool. it though. I like but it. Well, you <laughs> could be like keep
1: Iowa cool, and you can have like you know like somebody freezing. Yeah, there you go. But hey, but that is the true testament of community partners. Um, it's just basically keeping Iowa cool. And yeah. So awesome. with that, let's innovate Iowa yep.
0: and let's keep Iowa cool.
3: Accelerate on. So.
1: Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank I you have very protect. much. Thanks,
0: guys.
3: Bye.